1: Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It is Greg and Steph. It is the next to last day of June, Thursday, June 29. And Steph, we are joined today by the godfather of Direct Line Radio. In fact, I was looking at some of my old bad sermons that I preached uh, through the book of Acts, just trying to remember where I'd been. And one of the sermons I was preaching on Acts chapter 9, and it was not long after Direct Line Radio began. So this would have been like 2007. You guys began when?
2: Uh, Five, 2005? Yeah, two 2005 yeah 2005 somewhere yeah. around there yeah i've we were on the air for 17 years and it, it ended in 22
1: okay and i was preaching through acts 9 and right. you know the radical conversion of saul right who would become paul and the point that i was making is once he saw the light and became a Christ follower, man, he's all in. He's preaching, he's proclaiming, he's treading new territory. And I talked about Wayne Kent and well, Direct it, Line Radio
2: treading well, that's new territory. He was very kind. It was it was quite novel I, to this. I don't know that we ever discovered another group or another person doing that sort of radio per se.
1: Right. Particularly
2: right. on secular radio right. With with, if you will, focused on a secular audience. Right. And taking, taking on issues. secular yeah. issues, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's not—I I don't know that it's all that unique per se, but it, at least the way we did it was we couldn't find another model, right? And I—I I seriously thought we'd last six weeks. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and seventeen I, years later.
2: Seventeen years later, we were still doing it, and I yeah. said, "Okay, it's time for me to." Put the microphone away and um, stop being the lead pastor at First Christian Decatur, and there yeah. you have it.
1: <laughs> well, I want to first say thanks for driving over to Danville, and uh, yeah, I guess we've got bad weather in the area. Um, it's
2: sort of spitted rain all yeah. most of the way over, which is really good for uh, yeah. you guys here. Sam back in,
1: in uh, the Decatur area. We, our grass is awful.
2: It
3: looks like you got. Yeah. I mean, I, Covington I'm, had nothing when I left. You know, so. I did
1: my morning walk with yeah. my dog, yeah. and normally I walked to Mad Goat afterwards right. and, you know, get a scone, walk right. off all those calories, and then add them right back on. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was thundering, so I thought I better stay close to home. And man, it just unleashed. Good. Did it really?
2: No, For a while.
1: Didn't... But they're saying around 9, 9.15, 9.30, we might get hit really hard. Hmm. You know Les Evans. Right. Our friend Les Evans in Tuscola uh, sent me a couple pictures of the hail that mm-hmm. hit in Tuscola mm-hmm. about an hour ago. And uh, oh. pretty catastrophic. But we're not here to talk about the weather. No, I don't want that
2: because I'll be driving. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> but, Wayne, a couple things. I want to spend uh, a lot of our time today talking about... Uh, the experience that you had recently mm-hmm. on yet another trip to Poland and into Ukraine. But I want to start by talking about retirement. Yeah. Because it was like literally one year ago, right now, right. that you retired. Now, I, I look at you and I don't see someone that's, you know, living the leisurely life, kicking back by the pool, you know, cocktails right. in the afternoon. I mean, I see a guy <laughs> that is as busy as ever, but one year into quote unquote retirement.
2: Yeah. So I think where I would say that perhaps I miscommunicated both to myself mm-hmm. primarily and to others that uh, I was stepping down as lead pastor of first Christian church because I've been there for 28 and a half years and I felt like the next generation needed to take mm-hmm. over. Right. And that's because anybody in any job and even so in ministry, you're only there for an interim period of time. It may right. be 30 years, but at some point it ends and someone else is going to take over. Right. And if you don't plan for how someone's going to take over, you're planning for the organization's demise. So for me, it was a very intentional decision to say, okay, I'm stopping now. Um, And I was 63 when we made that announcement I was 64 when I re- left the lead role and I thought I was retiring. I really, I did not have anything on the books right. in terms of what. And then the war broke out in mm-hmm. February, four or five months before I was to retire. Finished right. work at the end of June, and suddenly, um, long story short, people were giving us money right. to use in Poland. And so I was in Poland uh, working with Ukrainian refugees about three weeks after the war started. Right, mm-hmm. and so it was March into April of twenty two. Came home, retired, if you will, and yet people were still giving, sending us money right. uh, to the tune now where, I, I want to say this with some humility, but yeah. gracious, generous people have given us $300,000 over the
1: last year. To That's have, not chump change.
2: Not chump change. But it, I mean, and so the reason initially that I went to Poland was because I was concerned, I don't want this to line the pockets of the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I went over and then I took a group in September going into October and uh, we just got back again um, um, at the end of May. So yeah. a month ago, less than four weeks ago, I was in Ukraine.
1: So What was that like?
2: It was a fascinating experience. It you was... got to
1: do the train, right?
2: No, we you drove don't... in.
1: Oh, you drove in. Okay. We drove okay. in. We
2: went across the border. So I've been to Ukraine on a number of occasions. In my former life as a traveling musician, I was in Ukraine uh, in the 70s, 80s, yeah. and early 90s. Was
1: it Ukraine in those it, days? It, yeah, I, but it was I, okay. a Soviet republic. Gotcha. Okay. It was okay. it was
2: still during the days of the Soviet Union per se. It, 1990 into 92 around there there was movement, but it was still very very Soviet. It still is. Hmm. Feel the moment you cross the border, you're driving on a phenomenal highway that's, you know, in Poland, Poland being a western nation. You cross the border. We were there for about two hours to get across the border. Okay. And you drive away from the border station, and within 15 feet, (laughs) it seemed, of leaving the border station, you are back on... Soviet roads wow. from the 1960s wow. that are just horrendous. Mm. Now, horrendous. Wow. There's there's Soviet roads and there's African roads. This is not <laughs> Africa.
1: <laughs> so you're saying when I'm complaining about Illinois roads, I need to go drive in Ukraine? Is that what you're saying? Well, oh,
2: you know that patch of road
1: used to be between Decatur and <laughs> I do. Champaign. They finally right? fixed it. They
2: fixed it, mm-hmm. but you would you it would, would move be like from that. lane okay. to lane yeah. to lane, oh, yeah. missing yeah. potholes. So Dodging that's what it was like. Holes, yeah. How is
3: it going from Poland to Ukraine as far as security and well? You said it took about two hours? Yeah. So the biggest,
2: I'd say from what we learned and knew, the biggest concern is um, arms, um, guns going back and forth across the border because Ukraine has been flooded with all kinds of, you know, all kinds of Mm -hmm. military-grade weapons. Armaments, mm. right. and Poland doesn't want any of those coming into Poland, mm. right. and Ukraine doesn't want any of them leading, leaving. Yeah. Mm. me. Yeah, and yet Ukraine, we have to admit, has a problem with graft and bribery. Yeah, going back to the Soviet days, yeah. that has been a that has, in many ways, been uh, abolished in Poland in the last 30 years because Poland was part of the Soviet bloc. It mm-hmm. wasn't a, okay. a republic. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you could feel as. Uh, Poland has changed in 30 years like you can't believe it yeah. it is stunningly different
1: yeah
2: Ukraine is not different
1: it's not changed in yeah. terms
2: of the feel and now in western Ukraine you can go to a grocery store and you wouldn't particularly know there's a war on okay but the further east you go yeah and you know the 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 front line the war line is close to a thousand miles long yeah. And so the closer you get to that, the more problems you have in finding stuff. And yeah. the probably perhaps the greater issue is that nine million people mm. yeah left Ukraine crossed the border into Poland in in between February and say summer of last mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. Okay and now they're moving back and forth between western Ukraine and Poland Yeah they but they're not going home What do you mean
3: they're moving back and forth
2: They literally they're looking for places to stay Gotcha So 9 and a, 9 million crossed, into, crossed the border into Poland there's still about 2 million there okay. 7 million have moved back into Ukraine but they're all in western Ukraine as far away from the front as they can get right and I these are, I'm painting with yeah, very broad sure, brushes sure and so you have in western Ukraine and throughout all of Poland you have some nine million refugees who they don't know if they've got a job, hmm. they don't know how they're going to put their kids through school and where they're getting food. yeah so even if the grocery stores are full in Western Ukraine, they don't have any money. Right. Part of the issue is, of course, Ukrainian is Ukraine was and is a poorer nation than Poland. Yeah, Poles do have money. Yeah, but um, I mean, face after face after face of somebody just needing food, whether yeah. it be in Warsaw, where we stood in line and fed, helped feed, you know, a whole in a, in a small church of. I say small, a, a medium sized church of yep. three hundred and fifty. Yeah. They're feeding two hundred to two hundred or so people every day and have been wow. since the middle of February of last year. So Ma-
3: is crime higher? I mean, because of these displaced people and that don't have I, money?
2: <laughs> I have to be careful and say that um, many of the some of the displaced to be better way to say, would be people who are Roma people. Uh, There are four tribes or four groups of what we would, our English word would be, um, or our old term would be gypsies.
3: Okay.
2: Um, And, but we try not to use that. That's a very derogatory term. Right. But they're called Roma now or have always were. The Roma who have come are creating some significant problems with crime because their culture is a culture where they obviously look out for each other. Mm -hmm. But if they steal from you, is not considered a crime on their heads in their hmm. headspace. That sounds like Chicago. <laughs> that sounds like New York. <laughs> sounds like San Francisco. So, so the government has um, a significant. The Polish government has an, a significant number of Roma people, and we were scheduled to go in and visit them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And at the last minute, minute the authorities said, no. "We can't guarantee your safety. Mm. We won't oh. let you mm. go in."
1: Wow! Hmm. Wow. wow! So they—they
2: wow. they are so they are the poorest of the poor. Yeah. I mean, they're living in, in 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 Ukraine. They would live in huts with dirt floors. Okay. And now they have been; they've lost those homes. Yeah. And now they are living in in Poland, mm. and it. I, I, the truth is, there are refugees all the way around the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all mm-hmm. kinds of places where you see poverty and struggle, sure. and people in desperate need. And so, I don't want to downplay any other situation. Right. But right. But the situation that. For some reason or other, we've been drawn to, and we, this is a long answer to your. It's all your, good. Your yeah. Retirement.
4: Yeah.
1: I yeah. didn't
2: know I was going to be doing
1: this. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. God provides. Well, I. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, seriously, you saw a need. You, you like you said, you go back to the what 1970s. Yeah. Time you were in Eastern Europe, and you know, I think um, God knows what He's doing. God it, is sovereign. It God feels is in very, control.
2: It feels very full circle yep. for me. I was not, I turned 20. In, in in the Soviet Union, I turned twenty one in the Soviet Union. Wow. I was there on my birthday. Wow. Both times. Wow. Um, both birthdays those years. And so I I remember what it was like then. Yeah. We spent months upon months in Eastern Europe.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but but then I went into pastoral work in nineteen ninety five and I thought it was all over basically. Yeah. In terms of working in Eastern Europe. Yeah. And now to come full circle and find myself back there for Leslie and me, my wife and I. Yeah. It's um, it it can be very emotional for us. Yeah. In terms yeah. of just yeah. So the end result to all of this, the question you've asked about retirement is, it is far more busy than I expected. But it's it's not because I tried looking for work. Right.
1: Right. Uh, it work found you.
2: Work. Uh, a a Opportunity Mission, found, a mission yeah. found me that is. In, in I, I've said to someone, I, I wish it I wish it wasn't the case because I would like to be out on the boat. Right. Right. <laughs> and I've sailed once this year. Wow. Sailed once and took my kids out on the boat. My grandkids wow. out on the boat a second time. That's it.
3: Didn't you, though, walk something in Israel oh, yeah, you oh, No, you did that? No, no, no. no I, it last, the
2: Camino. Last, Santiago. Uh, last, uh, last August, on my way to Poland, I walked, yeah. walked, yeah. I walked across Spain.
1: Yes. That's yeah. how, that's how so, I put
2: it. So that's
1: well, hey, an what? interesting thing to do. Let's do this. We need to take a break. When right. we come back, we'll talk about that. I also want to ask hmm. you a question about preaching or lack thereof. Hmm. Guys like you and me, um, we're preaching, you know, 40 times a year, every year. And uh, you've done some, but uh, not as much. I want to see what that's like. This right. is Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 29. Greg and Steph, with our friend Wayne Kent, made the trip over from Decatur. And we'll be right back after this.
0: Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermilion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R O B C H I R O.com.
4: Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt Bee today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers.
5: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647.
6: This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's and we are hiring With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule.
7: McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money.
6: With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, June twenty-nine. Steph, I think we need to get the YouTube thing going because the most interesting <laughs> conversation each week is always when we're off air between I agree. segments. I agree. You know, although maybe we wouldn't have the same interesting uh, conversation if we were being recorded. Hey, retirement. Yes, sir. um, Which really, it's not really been your typical retirement for you.
2: Correct. I, as a matter of fact, I think all the di- the only difference is I'm no longer leading First Christian Church. Okay. So here,
1: here's my question, though. Um, most years, you probably preached in the thirty-eight to forty Sundays a year. There were years it was probably a lot more than that. Early on, early right? on, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And then you're doing it. You know, at one yeah. point we had four services a weekend. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now we have five. Right. Mm-hmm. But with through the use of video and everything, Tech. but yeah, but, down to three. But at lot. one point, you're preaching four services a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And you're doing that forty right weekends right. a year. It's a it's right. a tall load.
1: So here's my question: How has that been different for you to um, preach? Less. I know you've preached some. Yeah. So um, for
2: seven months or so, I was preaching twice a month at Clinton, your old yeah. stomping grounds. Yep. Um, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know that I miss it. Okay. I thought I would. Okay. Okay. I because writing to me while I'm a fairly decent writer and I suppose I can command the pulpit in a well in a good way. Yeah. Speaking is always a whole lot more fun <laughs> than writing. Right. And right. And, the, and I don't miss the prep work as a matter mm. of fact I'm preaching next weekend not this weekend but the following weekend July 9th and trying to find the rhythm mm. yeah again yeah, for yeah, that yeah. has been problematic there yeah. and they've in Poland and Ukraine they had me speaking a lot and so I prepping those messages, uh, because they're primarily teaching versus preaching. Right. And everything has to be you have to think it through the lens of everything's gonna be translated and how mm-hmm. what are the screens gonna look like.
1: Right. Those right. sorts
2: of things. Right. Uh I in all honesty, I worked harder in this uh, harder, I don't know. I I worked just as diligently starting in January through the end of May yeah. as I was when I was full time at first Christian Decay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh the stress level didn't disappear. Now again that's probably the my perhaps my own making or my yeah. own willingness to take on those responsibilities. Yeah. Um yeah. So how
3: is sitting and listening to preaching? It's, now? Wonderful. Yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Do you critique? Yeah. Do you critique while you listen? Well, it's hard not to. Yeah. preach. I mean, <laughs> <like> <laughs> we a, all do. A, man. a
2: surgeon would watch somebody else doing surgery. <laughs> right. Why you doing that? A musician right. like you, you listen and go. Why yeah. are they using that chord? I wouldn't use that yeah. chord. That's yeah. the wrong chord. Or well, yeah. oh, that's really sweet. What? How, where did that? Where did that chord come from? Yeah. You know, or what that? Re- so right. It's um. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud of Brian Talty who took took my role. Uh, Brian was my associate, and um, he, we worked together for 18 years. Hmm. He, I said to him yesterday, he was in. I still have a small office in the building that I go to a couple days a week, maybe. And um, he was in there yesterday, and I said, "Man, Brian, it is so cool to see you. Hmm. You not only—I really, mean—you can just see the way in which he took on the responsibilities. He just carries himself differently, hmm. yeah, in the building and on stage. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, and I think you guys did it right." And I think um, you did not have to step aside when you did. In fact, I think you stepped aside earlier than most people probably thought you were going to step right, aside. And I've seen the opposite play out yeah. repeatedly mm-hmm. where guys stay too long. And sometimes it's, you know, a financial situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes right. there's other factors at play. But when someone stays too long, that's well, never a good thing. Well, that's you just know? not in
2: ministry. That's, that's in right. every profession. Right. Well, that's true. That's right. true. Right. You you know? Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, we we have this. No matter what your profession is, if you're doing the job you like, you want to hold on to it. But for me, the 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 the, the defining moment was, uh, you know, this Greg, from when I was doing a study of the book of uh, I was doing a study on the life of David over yeah. a number of summers, actually. Yeah. And um, I realized that David. Here's the greatest king that Israel has ever had. He served and led his nation from 1000 B.C. to 970 B.C.
1: 30 years. One generation. 30
2: years. And then it says he. Scripture says that he gave it up and he passed over to his son. I'm thinking, yeah, Okay, I've been in ministry for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been been doing pastoring for 36 years. Yeah. Uh, By the time I was done. Why isn't it? Wouldn't it be a little bit arrogant of me to think that I'm better than David? <laughs> yeah. If if yeah. David, the greatest king that ever lived, only gets to do it for thirty years, and God says you're done, you're yeah. toast, if you will. Yeah. Then it seemed arrogant for me to yeah want to hang on. And you look yeah. at the churches where, in in our profession, yeah, in ministry settings where where people men or women hang on for too long, right. It just begins to go down. Yeah. Now for yeah. us. I wanted to make a decision that you're going to leave one of three ways. You're going to die, they're yeah. going to kick you out, or you're going to leave you're it are on a cord. You're
1: going to control it, right?
3: Two of those don't sound yeah. very pleasant. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, uh,
2: Spot on. The right yeah. thing came along, you know, yeah. the right moment. Mm-hmm. And um, Did got, your wife
3: retire at the same she, time? Or No, she...
2: she actually finished work last
1: week.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. So
2: That's she awesome. worked for New Life Pregnancy for... Uh, pregnancy center in and
1: very much like the women's care clinic. Uh, okay. Indicator. So, Indica- was
3: was your retirement what she expected? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't no, what okay. you expected. So we, we, we weren't expecting yeah. all these
2: international responsibilities. Right. I,
3: I mean, has she gone with you?
2: Of the three trips she's taken, gone with me twice. Okay. Yeah. And okay. we're headed back again in October. If wow. anyone wants, wow. the, the trip is funded outside of sources. But if you want to help out with the, the last Ukrainers,
1: time you were on air, I told you,
2: Stephanie, you should go. Well, you should you jump going? in. It's in October. We'd love to have you come.
3: I didn't sound as interesting the last time that you said it, but that is interesting. Well,
2: let's have a chat. Okay, let's. We, you'll be a st- we'll be there for the month. Okay. But the, we'll, we'll have a group join us for 10 or 11 days. Okay. And I don't want to say on the air yeah, all right. that we'll be doing. Right. Right. But we'll be well, involved. It'd be in a very future.
1: meaningful trip. Yeah. Is
2: that okay, fair to so say? Okay,
3: so you said you raised $300,000. Do you have any of that left? I, ha- I mean- We
2: have. <laughs> yes, we do. A okay. little bit a little bit left and i've got to figure out how do i frankly raise some more cuz it, it the need has not gone right. away we're right. going to talk trillions of dollars for, right. for, right. for ukraine right. to be right and rebuilt. that's just
3: like you said before is it just a tiny drop in the
2: hat yeah so we i mean the last trip we took 8 tons um, of food uh-huh. into ukraine um
3: when you say food what are you talking about like packaged meals or no no uh, uh so
2: we go go buy in poland or in ukraine you buy a, a crate full of rice or a okay. crate full of so you beans. take your
3: money over there and you buy the take, food yeah, in Poland, that, yeah. okay?
2: And um, we packaged it all up, and it—I mean, it, we, <laughs> we worked our tails off for yeah. a number of days, uh-huh. yeah, hauling uh-huh. stuff yeah. here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and sadly, guys, I, I need to say it was gone in an instant. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, because the need is so massive, right? so incredible. I, I, you know, in all honesty, I, there were as we're passing out that food, so and it's going so quickly. While there was joy in helping out, for me the overall emotional response was almost like oh, I can't believe we worked so hard and it's gone so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And you walk into a setting where people have no job, no house, no home, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out how my kids going to be in school. Yeah. Half the Ukrainian kids are still doing school by Zoom. Yeah. Because yeah. of because they can't. Yeah. Their school buildings are gone. Yeah, The other half, I mean, and then you've got about 25%, pardon me, that are, would appear are in schools in Poland trying to do school. Imagine algebra as a ninth grader right. yeah. in a language you don't right. understand. Right, right. Yeah. I didn't yeah. understand and it in yeah. English. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the rest are just not in school at all yeah. and have been out for a year.
1: But see, for me, I think the whole purpose of a short term mission trip, a lot of times we think, say you go on this trip, Mm -hmm. Stephanie, you think I'm going there primarily to impact others Mm -hmm. and you do that. Mm -hmm. But really the purpose is to be impacted yourself, to come back and say, you know, maybe my life Mm -hmm. in America is not as bad as I think that it is. Let me ask you,
3: when you gave that food away, how much, how long did that last? Was it like a meal? It was a meal, a meal, a meal. Yeah. It's so in a little plastic. Who bag. else is taking care of these people? I mean, I, the government. I'm, I don't even. It seems so mammoth. Are there it is other people, so other organizations? I'm yeah, assuming I mean, they're the doing Red this. Cross is there.
2: i yeah. I tell you, um, the the primary way in which aid is being distributed, believe it or not, is through. I'll just say it straight up: through the Protestant churches. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, I and that's say that not with, the new. I yeah. say that yeah, with yeah. great grace towards the Roman Catholic Church, uh-huh. uh, as as you know, Roman. Um, more than 90% of the people in Poland would claim to be Roman Catholic. But the struggle that the Roman Catholics, our brothers and sisters in that brand, are, str- are dealing with is their hierarchy is so established right. that for a congregation to nimbly say, okay, we're going to feed 200 people tomorrow with no notice, mm. yeah, that's Can't easier happen. in a congregation of, say, 300 people. Right who are independent versus mm-hmm. you've got to go through the hierarchy, mm-hmm. and,
4: uh, right? Right.
2: And th- that I'm not trying that to be unfair. I'm just stating it as it Fact. as it yeah. turned yeah. out. Yeah. And when all those nine million people came across the border, it was the Protestant churches that said, "Okay, we're going to unscrew the pews from the floor. Mm-hmm. We're going to put mattresses down, and you guys sleep in the auditorium." Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. And you really there, there's not a mechanism for that to occur. Right. Within most of the Roman Catholic setting yeah and I I, hear I, I, hear, I I I want to say that with generosity sure. and yeah. with the right spirit There's yeah. no eh, yeah. you right. know, it just right.
3: reminds me of what you've been preaching about from acts mm-hmm. they gave up they shared everything yeah. and they, they all... saw a
1: need <laughs> and they met a need <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not hard it's not new <laughs> but it's challenging yeah. it's challenging yeah. sure. it's um
4: yeah
2: yeah I, hmm. I'm 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 interested to see how this moves forward and we we Got involved in a, a campaign in the Decatur area, thinking it would bring in a lot of money, and it didn't. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. You know, this well, is
2: in April and May. Yeah, I think it's partly because the war is. Yeah, seventeen well, months ago now. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think a lot of people had it on their radar in February, March, twenty twenty two. But I, I'll confess to you, there's times I forget about mm-hmm. it. I shouldn't. I should wake up every day with it on my mind. Ten
2: but people were killed yesterday. I, that's what I'm saying. In a restaurant. I know. I know. In hmm. Kiev. I know. With a bomb hitting, yeah, we, we had so we worked w- with a variety of different um, people who work on convoys going yeah. into Ukraine, yeah. And so one of the groups that we were working with went into Ukraine three weeks before we did, three weeks before we were there l- last month, yeah. And they drove in and. One of the vans was hit by a mortar shell or something. Rather, killed the driver. Right. Mm. This is a Polish volunteer, yeah. mm. going trying in, trying to make a difference. Trying to make yeah. a difference, doing mm. the same thing we would do, and he was dead. Wow. Mm. We wow. were there, and the, I mean, so I. Well, the,
3: maybe I, I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> think, <I> <laughs> think about that again. You're really
1: selling this trip.
2: <laughs> so we're there with three men and three women. Okay, so we we're, yeah. we're, mm. we're staying in a pastor's house. Actually, he has the house above. It's an apartment above. Mm-hmm. We're in the apartment right below him. Three men in one room, three women in another room, and about 4, 45, 5 o'clock, the air raid sirens go off. Mm-hmm. Now, the humorous part is I slept through it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I
2: woke up to one of our young guys, um, 21 years old, shaking me on the shoulder. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, yeah. wake up, the sirens uh, are going off. And I wake up and here's all these texts from my wife in uh, the other room. Are you? And so... Dude, <laughs> <it's, laughs> you
3: retire? I was tired. So when the sirens go off, what do you do?
2: Well that was it. I'm listening upstairs, you know, cuz we could hear them moving around the night before. They're not moving at all. I don't oh, think wow. it- I'm not going in the women's right. bedroom. <laughs> right, right. right, right, I'm laying here in the bed wondering. So sirens
3: I, don't necessarily mean. No, they it, mean something so. because two
2: kamikaze drones hit the city five uh, miles away from where we were wow, that night. Oh wow. And so I we lay there. They go off for maybe another 15 minutes. They stop. I go back to sleep. And then they start up again. Yeah. And so I woke up that time. And so.
3: Are the Ukrainian people hopeful that it's going to end, or is it just like no end in sight for them? They they, this is how life is. They really
2: believe, legitimately, I think they really believe that they're going to win the war, but they're fully aware that it's not.
1: Not this year, right? It it might
2: be given the events hmm. of the past weekend. If if the Wagner uh, forces are really disbanded and put back within the, the the Russian military. Then that's chaos because they're, yeah. the the Wagner forces are were brutal,
1: yeah.
2: but most of them are ex prisoners, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. violent prisoners. Yeah. And if, if they signed a contract to go work for Wagner, they could get out of prison. Mm-hmm. But Wagner was losing, I think, it was around twenty five percent of their people within wow. a few days of them arriving on the front. I mean, wow. but if that if that group goes back into the regular military, I don't yeah. know that'll bring even further disarray to the mm. Russian military. Hmm. I mean, I mean. There are people in need in Russia. Yeah, Mm. yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Hey, let's do this. We need Mm -hmm. to take another break. Mm. Uh, This happens every time I have you on the air, man. We just, (laughs) we we lose track of time. It's good stuff. Wayne Kent from Decatur is with us. It's Greg and Steph on Direct Line, Thursday, June 29. We're going to go to break, and we'll be right back after this.
6: This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring... With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule.
7: McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week or anyone who wants extra spending money.
6: With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community.
7: PC
1: Hans Tankwash is proud to support the women's care clinic here now from Casey Griffiths from the women's care clinic
3: women's care clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy all our services are free free pregnancy tests free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation and even free consultations with medical professionals and that's not all we offer parenting education mentoring for moms and dads and help with adoption planning We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. Greg and Steph, Thursday, June 29th. Stephanie, we cannot do Direct Line without some incredible sponsors. And uh, you know we have had almost the exact same sponsors all the way through. Are
3: you wanting to get new ones? I, or, I, I mean, I,
1: I'm always open are to, new, open to ones, new ones, but I love uh, the yeah. six that have been faithful with us. They've uh, stuck it out with us all the way. They? So who are we saying thank you to?
3: Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tankwash, and Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley.
1: So there was an article that came across... Um my computer on ChristianPost.com. Here's the title. Well-being of pastors drops significantly, especially in having tr- uh, true friends. It's from the Barner Research Firm. And it says that this has really happened over the last seven years. Hmm. They're citing data from their resilient pastor research from 2015 to 2022. And, uh, you know, Wayne, you and I have spent a lot of time with a lot of pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have a hard for you know, gatherings and times of encouragement. Uh, what do you say to that? Do you think that's legit? Or... I think it's
2: legit. Yeah. My understanding is that only one in five, after they come out of Bible school or seminary or some sort of Bible training, yeah, only one in five make it five years. Yeah. And then out of those, that group. Only ten percent make it all the way to retirement. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so ministry for many people, particularly if it's the typical twenty something going into ministry that's thinking forty years, mm-hmm. uh, the likelihood of getting that is pretty small. Um, and it's primarily I, I would suggest because bel- believe it or not, ministry is really really hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You're dealing with people's problems every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And.
1: Uh, and, and they don't schedule those problems. Well, you know? and it's, and it's, Can you deal with that on Thursday, please? I've got Thursday afternoon yeah. free. I mean, it doesn't work like that.
2: And, and frankly, it's a service industry. If we could use marketplace language, being in ministry is a service industry. Mm-hmm. We are serving Absolutely.
1: people.
2: And people don't treat service people quite so well all the time. Right. And particularly in ministry, here's, this, here's often the case. Now, you may disagree with me. Yeah. Somebody says, I put my $10 in oh, yeah. the church offering plate, yeah. or I sent $10 in via mail or whatever. Yeah. And so I expect some response to that. Yeah. you yeah. are. Yeah. I'm paying you for services. You work for me. And somehow or other, we've got to get churches to move past that model right. of understanding that I'm paying for your services. And, I, 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 and that comes across very... Um, Pejoratively and, and sort of negative on my part, but that's not the way I felt. Right. But but that's the reality for many. many you felt people. like
3: people were paying you, and rather no. than wanting to be your friend. I mean. No,
2: no, I would say that's not what I experienced. Right. But the, the people who are, I mean, I've been in mm-hmm. a lot of churches. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. as a consultant mm-hmm. or visitor or whatever the case. And the number of congregations where it is an employee versus employer mm-hmm, relationship mm-hmm. is horrendous, particularly in the more longer established churches, if you could think of it this way. So I'm coming into a church and the church is 40 years old or the church is 140 years old. There's been maybe a dozen or three dozen pastors before me. And so the leadership knows that pastors are coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. And if there's that short term coming and going, the level of trust from between the pastors mm-hmm. and the leadership team, mm-hmm. uh, it takes a long time to develop. And so you come, you know, a, guy, a, a person comes in, a man or woman comes in to do ministry and they're told, this is your job description, this is what you right. do, right. and right. This, and mm-hmm. it's all fair, yeah. it's all reasonable, right? but it can be problematic um, in, f- for a lot of people.
1: You know, I shared Sunday during the sermon that a reality within our movement of churches, Christian church, churches of Christ, is that a lot of the Bible colleges that we have sent students to for years have closed, or they're a lot smaller, or they're shifting their focus. You know, at one time, I'd say we had way too many. I think we're getting to the point that we have very few that are really making a difference. They're really making an impact. And the ministry pipeline, it's empty right now. It is. So we have a ministry intern that we're going to have on direct line mm-hmm. uh, later this summer, Joey Fitzgerald from Johnson University. And I have had two ministry friends that learned that we have a ministry hmm. intern and say, I want to talk to that guy. Mm-hmm. Now, he's with us till December. They're willing to wait. Hmm. They have ministry positions open and yeah. i talked to a guy yesterday and he said there's just no candidates mm-hmm. out there no, mm-hmm. uh, the,
2: the, the, there's a dearth a, a lack of ministry uh there the people in their 20s if you look at the data the people in their 20s there's more people in ministry in their 20s than there are in their 30s and 40s and right. then it, it, so the graph goes mm-hmm. sort of midline yeah, drops, drops at 30 40 and then goes up when you get to about my age, 60 and 65. So there's that middle age group is missing because they went into ministry, they didn't like it, and they're out of ministry. Yeah. yeah. And it's a problem. Yeah.
3: So, but I, I want to get to this article. Do you guys, as you've been in ministry, have you? I, f- I think lead pastors mm-hmm. are a bit different than other ministry staff. Right, they are. Uh, mm-hmm. And to me, they kind of seem like an island sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys mm-hmm. feel that you have had true, deep friendships? And maybe as individuals and as couples. Mm-hmm. Because right. let, let's just all look at Drew and Judy Mincer. Uh-huh. As think good as it gets. Drew had those guy friends he went fishing with. Yep. Judy yep. had those friends she played tennis and right. bowled with. Right. For
2: so those who are listening, who is that?
3: Drew and Judy were the ministers yeah. long time My at, at second. My predecessor, 22 years. Yeah. Uh, at, another great but example. But as a couple, I don't ever remember seeing them socially doing things. Okay. With, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. I could be yeah, totally I wrong.
1: I don't know. Yeah.
2: But
3: is it is it difficult to have true friends as yeah. a lead pastor? Yeah,
2: I think the answer is yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously in smaller churches, I think it's a different dynamic because I served a small church um, in Tulsa with 40 people and then Decatur it was about 120 when we got there and now of course it's in the hundreds upon mm-hmm. hundreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so we were very blessed with growth and during that growing period i noticed my relationship with people with people changing mm-hmm. maybe part of it was size and yeah. the other part was just tenure yeah um tr- on the back side of that when i'm no longer the lead pastor it's interesting who i'm hearing from and not hearing from mm. yeah yeah hmm. and yeah. there's some surprises in that yeah there is hmm. yeah. and yet we still interesting. have interesting dear dear friends mm-hmm. um we intentionally stayed away from First Christian Church in terms of daily engagement and, mm-hmm. and worship attendance and everything for a good number of months. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, smart. I'm yeah. still trying to—I'm fi- still swimming through that water sure. Sure. Yeah. that's um, not gray. It's not murky, but it's different water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would suggest that ministry is a lonely profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be. It mm-hmm. shouldn't yeah. be. You would think of all the people who—but it can be lonely. Yeah. I
3: think there, it appears to me that there would be a lot of people that want to be your friends, Yeah. but I don't know that people...
1: Here's what I would tell you in my experience is that my very best friends in life, and I've been blessed with an incredible group of friends, they've not been in my congregation. Mm -hmm. They've been people we went to Bible college with Mm -hmm. or people that, you know, we connected with. We we had kids about the Mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's been a challenge for us is that there was a season where there were three of those couples. We were all within 30 minutes of each other. So every Memorial Day, Mm -hmm. every Fourth of Mm -hmm. July, every Labor Day, every New Year's Eve, we were together Mm -hmm. and we've just slowly I mean, we moved to Danville. One of our buddies is moving to Missouri. You know, we're we're much further apart Mm -hmm. now. Um, And I would say for me, I've always naturally gravitated toward. Male friendships with other ministers—that's mm-hmm. just been a natural thing. What Wayne is it a great example mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. and that's happened here. Guys like Chris mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know Miles Clark mm-hmm. and uh, others. But I think for Marla, that it's probably been harder mm-hmm. on the move. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't.
2: There's a there's a in some Bible schools and seminary settings you, you're told don't become friends with anyone in the congregation because right, because right. you're going to move and right. I don't subscribe to that I don't either First of all why do you assume you're going to move Why right. can't you assume you're going to be there for 20 years right. and you're going to do life with them Right You know and secondly what kind of model is that Yeah mm-hmm. It's
1: not a good one it's Not yeah. a good model yeah.
2: Well I'll I'll serve you but I won't No way am I going to let you become my friend because you might hurt me Well Right Reality is, ministry is going to have some moments where you're going to get hurt.
1: Right. And
2: right. you have to be willing to take that on. Right, mm-hmm.
1: right. But but I do want to say this, Stephanie, to this article. I know a lot of guys that would say they're really lonely. Mm -hmm. They are really, I I think one of the reasons that our quarterly minister's lunch has grown Mm -hmm. to the point that it has is I think there are guys and gals Mm -hmm. that are in ministry. Maybe they don't have anybody and they're looking for that fellowship, they're looking for that connection. And uh, I think we serve a great church. Mm -hmm. I think we serve a church that's very encouraging to us that is not the case no, in uh, a lot of places mm-hmm. you know
2: uh, i'd say the the norm if the normal church in the us is say 120 people or less uh, the people serving in those churches are often very lonely because mm-hmm. they don't have i mean you go to a ch- you go to a building in a large church where there's multi staff mm-hmm. you know there's somebody but, but i there's somebody to talk to there's mm-hmm. someone to bounce ideas off but when i was serving in tulsa with 40 people yeah um, I, we grew to 170 and I was still the only mm-hmm. pastor. I was the, yeah. we had we had a part-time janitor, a part-time secretary, but yeah. I, I was still mowing the grass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was right. still changing mm-hmm. the sign and right. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting there felt so alone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. alone sitting mm-hmm. in that office by yeah. myself week after week after week. Yeah. Preaching sermons, writing them, visiting yeah. the sick and that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. there's nobody to yeah. Interact with right, mm-hmm. right. Now in large churches, when you're the lead pastor, it's a different feel yeah. altogether because yeah. you know things that you can't share right, and,
1: and with others. And yeah, different dynamic. It is definitely. And yeah. I
3: think it's still hard to maybe create those friendships because there's you, you, there's just motives, and you think what what is this? You know, what is right. this person wanting? Are they wanting right. an in with me or right. Right. not saying me? But right. I'm wondering if right. about with you guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I've asked
2: Brian, the guy who took over my role at Indicator about this, I said, what's different? Mm. He said, the weight of responsibility that you used to talk about, I didn't feel Mm -hmm. until I... Mm -hmm.
1: Wayne, I had no idea. I used to think, what's wrong with these guys when I was an associate (laughs) minister? And I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, within a year Mm -hmm. at Clinton, I was like, I get it. Hmm. I, I understand so. now.
2: So we had fifty staff members, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah. with fifty staff members, yeah. you're aware that every decision you make yeah. could impact the finances,
1: absolutely, which could
2: impact mm-hmm. somebody's yeah. salary or somebody's mm-hmm. ability to keep yeah. a job, mm-hmm. yeah. and so you ha- you live with this thing. Yeah. Okay, I could mm-hmm. do well, or I could do poorly, mm-hmm. yep. and if I don't do, if we don't, do, we don't do well,
1: right. Mm -hmm. somebody might have to move Yep. Mm -hmm. hey, we need to go to break for our final break it's uh, our buddy Wayne Kent made the drive over from Decatur, Greg and Steph on Thursday, June 29 you're listening to Direct Line and we'll be right back after this
0: Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion plus regular alignments just make you feel better come get acquainted today Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R O B C H I R O.com.
4: You know, it's easy to make promises, the hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN.
3: Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie and Greg this morning with our friend Wayne Kent, who is a newer friend to me, but you guys go back a long way. So but it's... if you go to Poland and Ukraine. <laughs> Maybe we could become best friends. She Everything could change. You she would come.
1: love his wife, Leslie. She going on that trip? Yes, yes. Leslie's one of my favorite people.
3: Yeah.
2: As a matter of fact, anybody who would be interested, reach out to, to, uh, to Greg and Steph and they'll put you in touch with me.
1: Absolutely. And we'll...
2: It would be interesting. I think we can manage about eight to ten people.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm seriously interested. Yeah. so I'm putting and my uh, name it's a ten-day trip here. in in
2: October.
1: Yeah, well, and I think the thing that would be so great if you were able to go mm-hmm. is it would help our church see up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: don't take this personally. There are so many needs all oh, over absolutely. the world mm-hmm. that I think sometimes, you know, I, mm-hmm. I hear your story. I'd love to jump in. I'm going to Lebanon mm-hmm. in September. I'm mm-hmm. connected in Africa. Right. You know, and, and But I do think we need to tell these stories. We mm-hmm. need people to mm-hmm. be on the ground mm-hmm. that can come back and say, I was with Wayne and Leslie. Mm-hmm. We went into Ukraine. Mm-hmm the, uh, you know, air raid siren went right. off. At Hopefully air. the well, bomb it doesn't be. hit our building. You know what I'm saying? But to be yeah. able to see it up close yeah. and yeah. personal. Yeah. And yeah. I got to tell you, a couple of weeks ago when um, the mission that I'm on the board for in, in Northeast India, mm-hmm. Manipur, mm-hmm. when all that was, up in the air I found myself on my early morning walk and I was weeping saying what in the heck is wrong with our world
2: yeah yeah. I, I
1: found myself saying Jesus will you just come back because this is devastating it's just we, it's overwhelming we at are times.
2: losing people every day through violence and through really yeah. bad bad choices that mm-hmm. leaders make yeah, or that yeah. groups make mm-hmm. and yeah. Poland and I mean Ukraine is is one of those examples I yeah mean, just ah. Uh, there's a restaurant two days. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah. There's people eating resta- eating food, in, and um, the Russians have a, a mole, yeah. and he calls and says, hey, there's a bunch of people at this restaurant, oh. and the next thing you know, they're hit by a mortar shell <laughs> of some <laughs> sort. Ten of them died, Just including evil. Two, twins, two little twin girls. Oh. Just
1: evil. Evil. In, yeah. Uh, it's awful.
2: Absolutely aw- horrors around the world.
1: Wait, well, a hey, couple things on the way out the door, Steph, we continue our series through the book of mm-hmm. Acts. Mm-hmm. And this week, the text we're looking at, Acts chapter eight, it includes the narrative about a sorcerer that thought he could buy the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, so go. we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to look at a passage of scripture, also in Acts chapter eight, where there is a verse 36 and there is mm. a verse 38, but there's no verse 37 in my Bible. Is that the NIV? That would be the NIV. Mm-hmm. I think it's in all of the, the translations, I believe. Really? So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Interesting. Maybe, cool. and, and if you're listening and, and you have a Heresy. Bible, <laughs> I want to know, do you have a Acts 8.37 hmm. in your Bible?
3: So that's we're gonna, this week? That's this you're week. You're talking about that?
1: That's this week. That's I'm, right.
3: so, I'm kind of so far ahead of my plan. I've read yep. about the it's guy Phil... that got eaten by worms Yeah, and that's, died. that's Acts
1: 12. That's <gasps> the last I had never heard It's not just a guy. It's Herod. Herod. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the whole deal there is don't be prideful. He was prideful and uh, that was the last thing that he did. Well so anyway, him. that's he this can't. Sunday. Also, I want to let everybody know, Drew Menser, who we talked yeah. about, who's a guy that's a lot like Wayne Kent. Mm-hmm. He could have stayed longer. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, the time is right, and I'm going to do this now. And I think his grandkids in Tennessee might have okay. had something to do with that. But I mean,
3: he's not just sitting on his boat. He's not. He's preaching most weeks. But yeah. he's going to be back at Second that's Church right. yeah. on my birthday. I know. Sunday, and July 23rd. And maybe your grandbaby's Maybe birthday. the
1: grandbaby's coming. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and uh, on the way out, door, good news segment, two things. Friday 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 was a great day. One of the matriarchs of our church, Mm -hmm. Gloria Semsprot, passed Mm -hmm. away. Her Mm -hmm. son, Ed, did the funeral. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. I wish everybody could Mm -hmm. have been there Mm -hmm. and just see the impact that one woman. I mean, she was a janitor at our Mm -hmm. church for many years, Mm -hmm. but she really transformed her family. She Mm -hmm. made a difference in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And then um, sadly, uh, condolences to the family of Tim Drake. Many Mm -hmm. know Tim Mm -hmm. has worked with Sunset Funeral Home in recent years, lifetime in law enforcement. One of the really Mm -hmm. good guys. He died suddenly and his funeral is going to be this Saturday. Mm -hmm. So condolences Mm -hmm. to the Drake Mm -hmm. family and beyond half of my on behalf of my friend Wayne. Kent and Stephanie and Garrett, the sound guy. This is Greg saying thanks for listening to Direct Line, and we'll see you next week. Have a great week. We'll see you in church this Sunday.